Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arp Excellence, a Roots-based Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. Pull up a chair while I take a deeper dive into the concerns for the team's present and future. <clears throat> Questions are always welcomed, whether on Twitter, Tim815, on the Anchor Contest Line, or on my Facebook, Pre-Arp Excellence Group. Thanks for stopping by for today's episode, The Cubs Should Sign LeMahieu Narrative. And ask me questions if I was confusing. <coughs> Excuse me. Well, of course the Cubs should sign DJ LeMahieu and Trevor Bauer and, 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 and one of those guys from the foreign leagues and, and, and. I'm not going to say that's wrong. But the entire narrative is screwed up. Two, two main reasons I see it being screwed up. But, but, but before I get to why the narrative is screwed up, I want to talk about DJ LeMayhew a bit, along with someone that kind of relates to DJ LeMayhew. If you squint a little, LeMayhew was a Cubs draft pick under prior management got to the Cubs, played a bit in 2011, and was traded in a swap that was both the Cubs, one of the Cubs' worst trades of all time, and also cleared the way for the Cubs to get Chris Bryant. I don't know how you could really argue either one of those. I remember in mid-September of 2012, I was closely following a Cubs-Rockies series. I think it was in Colorado. And I'll be honest, I was realizing the Cubs are probably better off getting an earlier draft pick than winning the game. And as I was, I think the Rockies won two or three of the three out in Colorado. And LeMahieu had at least one big hit in the series. I was kind of chuckling the entire time, noting, well, Cubs looking like a number two. So uh, since the Cubs drafted second, it made it quite easy for them to select Chris Bryant. And the entire thing, if the Cubs are a third or fourth draft choice in the 2013 draft, they don't get Bryant. So they, it's... It's effectively, in my mind, a wash. You might look at it that way. You might not look at it that way. LeMayhew had a small sample of, excuse me, of at-bats in 2011 and represented well defensively and represented rather poorly offensively in that season. And as the trade was made, my general memory of LeMahieu going to Colorado was he's def he's decent enough defensively, but we won't miss him because he can't hit. That's basically my memory. I was mostly following minor league games that year anyway, so I who knows. <clears throat> my memory, though, was as the trade was being made, LeMahieu won't really be missed. 
as we look to the current times. <clears throat> if the Cubs are going to bring in DJ LeMahieu, they would almost certainly have to trade Nico Horner, who is the person who I comp to DJ LeMahieu. Good defensively, hasn't hit yet, and it's not a question of has he or has he not hit yet. The question is, will he hit in the future? Are you going to hang your reputation on DJ LeMay? I mean, Nico Horner, see how easy it is to do? Are you going to hang your reputation on Nico Horner will never hit? Are you willing to entirely hang your reputation on Nico Horner will never hit? I'm not. He might, he might not, but I'm certainly not going, he, he might or he might not. And I think probably given a normal season with possibly a bit more time in Iowa, Iowa, I don't know. He might hit, uh, very well might hit, or he might not because major league pitching is tough to hit. So as we look at the DJ LeMahieu to the Cubs narrative, there are the three questions that override everything. And if you're going to ask the question, should the Nico should the should the Cubs sign DJ LeMahieu? You gotta ask the three questions. I asked the three questions a while back. I'm gonna ask the three questions all the time, whether it's DJ LeMahieu, whether it's Trevor Bauer, whether it's one of the guys from overseas, whether it, whoever it is. There are the three questions that are important, especially the first two in regards to LeMahieu or Bauer or whoever. First question is, what will the Cubs be allowed to spend on payroll in 2021? Until that question is answered, everything else is moot. If a fan says, oh, well, the Cubs ought to spend $275 million on payroll. Well, it's not going to happen. They probably won't spend $175 but they should spend more. Well, okay, maybe yes, maybe no, but they're not going to. Reality is the Cubs have a limited amount that Tom Ricketts will allow Theo Epstein or whoever else to spend. There's a limit. So if you're going to have the Cubs get LeMahieu or Bauer or whoever, it's your job as a person trying to be persuasive to create a situation where the Cubs can afford LeMahieu against the number that the Cubs are going to be allowed to spend. Otherwise, you're, you're completely wasting time. You're allowed to, but you're completely wasting time. Second question is, will there be Major League Baseball in 2022? Which brings about a great question with LeMahieu. Absolutely great question with LeMahieu or Trevor Bauer. Either one. I would love to see one of them effectively bullwhip a team into signing them. How can you bullwhip a team into signing a contract? Well, there are ways. Sometimes. And this is one of those times. 2022, I don't think there's going to be baseball. Major League Baseball, no. I don't think so in 2022. There might be minor league baseball in 2022, 
But Major League Baseball, at least for most of the season, yeah, probably not. So, if 2022 is unlikely to be play, like, unlikely to be played, here's the contract DJ LeMahieu or Trevor Bauer ought to sign with a team. Let's say it's a two-year, $40 million deal. Fair? You know, just using a number. You can insert whatever number you want, but use the ratio I'm about to use. Let's say it's a two-year, $40 million deal. Have the payments be as follows. In 2021, $30 million in 2022, $10 million because the $10 million he's not going to get anyway. DJ LeMayhew and Trevor Bauer are both in a situation where they can exact maximum from whichever team wants to sign them. Sign a two-year deal. Possibly have it be bonus-based, um, signing bonus-based, so they get paid regardless. That would also be a good way to do it. But have the 2021 payment be a whole lot bigger than the 2022 payment because the 2022 payment's going to be zero anyway, very possibly. Thanks for stopping by the podcast. I put quality effort into each episode, bringing you information that you might not get as promptly or completely from other sources. If you have friends that might be interested in this podcast, send them a link of a favorite episode that might resonate with them. Particularly... This one, if they are big fans of, the Cubs should definitely sign DJ LeMahieu. Hitting like, share, follow, subscribe, retweet. All of those are also appreciated. If you need assistance in sharing, ask away. If this service is worth more than the asking price, most podcast servers allow you a simple link to contribute to the podcast in any fashion you deem worthwhile. Anchor also allows sponsorships for podcasts. Whether or not that applies, those apply for you. Thanks for listening. So, um, until you get to the point where you're asking, what is the Cubs spending limit going to be in 2021? And will there be baseball in 2022? Don't even bother with the Cubs ought to sign LeMahieu. Why? Why? Would DJ LeMahieu sign with the Cubs? He's been here. He's done that. When he left, nobody cared. Nobody was claiming, oh my God, they traded LeMahieu. What idiots. Nobody was saying that. I was thinking, I don't know, seems rather abrupt of a time to let him go, but okay, nobody else who seems to know what they're talking about is objecting. Why will LeMahieu want to sign with the Cubs? When it comes to a veteran wanting a championship, which LeMahieu is here, let me see, how many Major League Baseball championships does LeMahieu have? Let's do the math. I'm going to carry the four. Um, none. DJ LeMahieu wants to win an MLB championship. Why would coming to the Cubs in 2021 get him any closer? The Cubs are not that team. 
The Cubs have two starting pitchers. The Cubs have two or three relief pitchers, and one of them is leaving in free agency. LeMayhew can write his ticket for any of the 30 teams that he wants to. The same applies for Trevor Bauer. Why would a particularly good player who really, really, really wants to win a World Series in 2021, why would they come to the Cubs? The Cubs are not that team. The Cubs are not that team because they haven't developed well enough and they've been trading away pieces before they're ready. They haven't developed talent well enough to compete with the teams that are still playing baseball tonight. It's Saturday night. You still have the Dodgers playing. You still have the Braves playing. You still have the Rays playing. You still have the Astros playing. The Cubs are not in the same stratosphere of talent as those four teams. They just aren't. You can wish, you can hope, you can whatever. Oh, but if they get Trevor Bauer, why would Trevor Bauer want to go to the Cubs? Why would DJ LeMahieu want to go to the Cubs? It boils to, when you're talking about a high-end free agent that people value, in 2019, DJ LeMahieu, I looked it up, it was 5.8, 5.9 wins above for um, BB Ref. And it was, what, 1. 1. 1.8, 1.9 for 2020. Two absolutely fantastic years. He can go anywhere he wants. Why would he want to come to the Cubs? There are two reasons that a high-end free agent wants to come to a team. And I have evidence. Yes, I have evidence. Why did John Lester sign with the Cubs when John Lester signed with the Cubs? Why did Jason Hayward sign with the Cubs when he signed with the Cubs? Why did Dallas Keuchel sign with the White Sox when he signed with the White Sox? Two reasons. They paid, and they were a solid team that had solid finances at the time. If you want the Cubs to get the free agents that are valuable, you should push for two things and two things in about equal fashions. One, you should want them to be a very good team. And two, you should want their finances to be in order. If the Cubs have a good team but their finances aren't in order, they will not get quality free agents unless they overpay, which will prevent them from getting free agents the next year. Agents can read financial status. Uh, okay, this team won 92 games last year. They were way, way, way under budget. They just added somebody who's really good on a team-friendly contract. Hmm, my free agent might want to go there. That's how it works. 
for a free agent to want to come to for a high-end free agent to want to come to a good team, they have to be a very good team and they also have to have their finances in order. Push for both or you're pushing for neither. The DJ LeMayhew to the Cubs, the Trevor Bauer to the Cubs is dead on arrival. The Cubs are not that good of a team. Until the Cubs get to the point where they are calling up quality talent, pitching and hitting year after year, the guy like DJ LeMayhew, there ain't no reason for him to come to the Cubs. No reason. LeMahieu went to the Yankees because the Yankees were a better team than the Cubs. For the Cubs to get the DJ LeMahieu type free agent, the Cubs have to be a better team than... How good were the Yankees then? They're, they're really good. The finances have to get in order. The quality from the pipeline has to come up regularly on both sides, or it just doesn't matter. Many of the people who are saying the Cubs ought to sign DJ LeMahieu really don't have a whole lot of interest in the business angle of baseball, which is fine. But when they say, after the fact, the Cubs should have signed insert player here. Whichever guy it is. Whichever guy it is. And from year to year, there's always going to be that guy in the offseason or those two guys in the offseason. Just like in July, there's always going to be that guy. Ooh, the Cubs are to trade for. Is that guy going to put them over the top? Is that guy going to make them among the two or three best teams in the league? Are the finances in a fashion such that the finances will not be crimped and that player gets paid a whole bunch of money? If you're looking at a bunch of no answers there, it's not time to make that move. Work on the pipeline. Get the pipeline churning. Once the Cubs pipeline started churning in 2014, 2015, and 2016, it became real easy to get free agents. Once those free agents showed up and the contract situation for the Cubs started getting less desirable and the pipeline quit churning, That's what happens. When, when that happens, the Dodgers score more runs in one inning than the Cubs have scored in the postseason since 2017. Thanks for stopping by Pre-Arb Excellence. I'll have another podcast up soon as circumstances warrant. I'll attempt to have that one worth your time as well. Be safe, go Cubs, go, and be nice to people.